I need new music. This is the JJO Discover New Music Podcast. guest really is no stranger to the JJO family uh, and we've been with you guys for how many years how many I, I, you guys, I think we since we started you uh, seven dust has been a part of the JJO family we've we've you guys have been there since the beginning of our career man and it's been a pleasure to uh have known and grown up with you guys and grown up with the community the towns and everyone around the area man it's been a blessing for us well you t- we got the good end of the deal here man we get seven dust over all the time i tell you what i think we're we're doing really well with this deal i love it <laughs> right on lejean witherspoon of seven dust joining us today and uh, let's get right to it man 14th studio album we're inching up and I don't want you to feel old with this statement, but we're inching on 30 years of Seven Dust, multi-generations, maybe even some grandfather Seven Dust fans taking their grandkids to Seven Dust shows. Absolutely. What an incredible sight to see now. I turned 50 last year. I feel like 50 is the new 30s almost for anyway. <laughs> I know it's not. But uh, you know what, man? To look out in the audience, and I don't say fans, I say family, and it's so true when you say that. If I'm 50 and I have three kids... Now, this guy that's my same age has kids and grandkids, and they're all coming to the Seven Dust Show. And it's uh, it's really cool to see, to be a part of something that's, uh, I feel like it's been a family affair since the day one. So it's amazing to see. I can only imagine, and it's been so cool to, to see that grow. And again, one of the hardest working bands is Seven Dust. <laughs> you guys have been pounding the pavement for so long, and now seeing that next step. And, and 14 albums, I guess as an artist, and maybe this is a cheesy question, but what what's kind of the feeling on that? Because especially with, as long as you guys have been on the road making albums and seeing now all of those fans and that 14 albums kind of surreal at this point well you know what you know that's a good that's a good question yeah B- maybe because of the pandemic i think it made us all kind of realize uh that we can never really take anything for granted in life not no. just our jobs but our families and everything but i think it put, kind of put us in a perspective of, wow when they do let things back to normal we will be the last people to go back to work anyway because concerts were always like this and everyone's that close. So it was very scary. And I think with writing this album and going back into the studio together as a band and as family and us not being able to be together too, because of the pandemic, once we got back in there, I just felt like that energy was focused on the future and what things would be like after we got out of that. And uh, that's what we were able to do. And uh, I feel like we put that into the album and, uh, and you look at it now and the energy is contagious, but not in a sick way. Like before it's a new contagious. Everyone's excited again. Everyone's at the shows early waiting outside the buses in the morning and just with smiles on their faces and oh. knowing the damn band ain't gonna be on stage till nine 30 that night, but they're there at eight o'clock in the morning, hanging out, smoking, tailgating. And it, to me, <laughs> It's just a, it's a feeling of the way that it should be. You know, music oh. is a healer. And I've always said that we're just doctors out here giving some damn new medicine. <laughs> <laughs> it's good medicine, too. It's good. It goes yes, down. Sir. Goes out easy. Of <laughs> course, uh, Truth Killer is, is the latest album. Number 14 from Seven Dust uh, dropped on July 28th. Again, you guys are uh, veterans to the industry. You've seen it all. You've played it all, uh, almost all of it, I think. So is there something that maybe stood out in making this album compared to previous works that maybe kind of strike you? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, 
so to let everyone know, uh, we started writing the album in uh, Kansas at an, uh, my family's farmhouse. My wife's grandparents left uh, to her and to the family. And uh, Joe Ed died at 98. Well, we went inside the house and it was always filled with music. And grandma played guitar, was on the radio and all that stuff. And, you know, the place 300 acres and we kind of maintained 15 with some cattle. And it was just so, so surreal. And I said, you know, what? it'd be really cool to probably write some music here. Well, we remodeled the house, got everything done. It's really cool. We call it chic farmhouse. Uh, <laughs> hardwood floors, bathrooms are white marble from the floor to the top. It's just incredible. You walk in the farmhouse, you're like, what's going on in this farmhouse? Anyway, uh, so brought Clint out. We wrote a couple of songs and we looked at each other and said, we have to get the band here. And let me tell you what you said. Was it something different? It was something different because it made me and us feel like those kids again when you had to find an area to jam in. And so imagine this. Seven Dust is in grandma's room. Not her same bed. It's a different bed. But uh, Morgan's drum set, <laughs> Morgan's drum set is in the front of the bed. Benny's in a stool with his bass. John's got his guitar. Clint's behind the computer recording everything. I got a mic right there. And we are rocking out and writing seven of songs in each of the bedrooms. And it was just so funny for us to be those guys again and laughing and scaring each other and telling stories. And uh, I think it just really made good for this album. And then, of course, we took it to Elvis's place, which is completely different. It's the, the house of magic music. You know, you, you can't get anywhere without being in, in, reminded that this is what's going on around here. Yeah. Uh, to move into the mansion from the farmhouse, it just, you know, it was just a good transition and already comfortable with Elvis and feeling like family. And it just made it, uh, it made a good trip for this album. I'm not saying that the other albums weren't easy, but for some reason, this one was just very special, I think, because the time apart made us closer. Did you feel like maybe you got a little bit of that innocence back? Absolutely, man. Us drilling outside, you know, the family showing up, me popping fireworks out there in the country because you can do it all. <laughs> and yeah, I remember one morning. Yeah, the innocence. You, you say that uh, one morning, uh, John was getting ready to take a run. And I always say, you know, be careful because it's a dirt road. And, is in the country you might get chased by somebody's dog i'm just saying i don't even know whose dog but you can get chased he's like yeah I got, I got my bear spray whatever and he's drinking some coffee and he's looking out the window and i remember him saying hey man i think the baby what do you call it the calf is outside the gate i'm like no it's a new gate there's no way i said he's probably just looking at it differently he's like, okay yeah whatever Take a sip of coffee he's like no come here man look look it looks like it's right there I look out. Sure enough, there's a calf out of the gate. I'm like, how do you get out of the gate? I, we got to go. We, you got to help me brown him up. And I remember uh, laughing at John doing his arms like this in his running gear. And I'm like, oh, stop doing that. You're freaking him out. <laughs> oh, my God. We, we, we got the We got the calf back in the gate. He went on his run and came back and we wrote some more seven dust songs. So oh, my like, God. This, it's, you can't ask for a better story. And that does bring up a question out of uh -huh. all the guys other than you. Who's the worst farmhand? Who's who just can't cut it in the country life? I don't been as a country boy. I mean, Clint, that country boy. Uh, if any, I think I would say maybe Morgan wouldn't be the Morgan. one. That was <laughs> yeah, he didn't have anything to do with that. Yeah, he, oh, man. he would go out there and take pictures and stuff. But yeah, I don't think he'd be ever. He wouldn't want to wrangle one up with me. Right. <laughs> he doesn't have his lasso work down. Oh my god! I there you it. go. <laughs> and now let's actually go back because you mentioned uh, Elvis. Obviously, uh, Elvis, uh, your producer for that. Uh, people don't know yeah. Michael Elvis Basquet, uh, legendary. Uh, and this is your third time working with them and you kind of touched on that but why is that relationship that cohesiveness so important you know for the sound and what you're trying to accomplish with you know truth killer and previous albums but you know just you know you, sometimes you, you you get with someone and it just works and i feel like if it ain't broke why are you trying to fix it you know kind of thing uh elvis is incredible 
his his place to me, uh, even still to right now, I, I you can't get you can't get it out of your mind. It's like the farmhouse. Uh, if you ever remember being a kid, I'm 50, so I can remember this. Uh, the after school special show that would come on, and uh, this one episode I remember it. And it was this magic house that all the kids always want to go into, but they could never go into because they were always scared or whatever. I forget how they ended up getting in the house, but once they got in, it was like, yeah, this right, is the magic right. house. That's what Elvis's house is like. Once you go through those doors, you're like, we can jam in here. Wait yeah. a minute, we can jam all over this place. We don't even have to go in the studio yet before we can create. You, he's already got us a room set up in this big, beautiful room, live room. Then in another room, there's guitars, vocal set up in the bedrooms, a vocal set up, guitar set up in another bedroom. A vocal, I mean, so there's a constant... Mm-hmm. working area around from upstairs to downstairs the indoor pool i mean it's just like you don't have to leave the house and that's what we do we get up from noon or 11 until midnight that's our schedule from monday through saturday and maybe we take off sunday or saturday whichever day that we decide to take off but uh that's how we do it we bang it out man we work hard uh and working with elvis is easy and the team is family jeff and porterhouse it's like it's crazy how well we work together. And then when I go in there to do vocals, I might let the guys hang out for like maybe first verse of a song. Mm-hmm. I look over to Elvis and I say, and then everybody's out. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, somebody's looking in the mirror at me doing, looking in the window like, hey, I, just, I know you just kicked us out. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but you know, uh, that's how we do it, man. We like to, we like to get down to business. Uh, well, again, a truth killer, the latest album. Again, it's out now. A 14th studio album is what we're talking about for everyone out there. And everyone listening right now already knows because they're diehard seven us fans and everyone's already had it marked on their calendars. Uh, so we're excited that we finally get it. Listen, rate, share, subscribe, discover new music now at WJJO.com in the JJO app or wherever you get your podcasts. Rock has a new interview every Thursday evening between 6 and 7. Nutty one JJO. I need new music. This is the JJO Discover New Music Podcast. I shut down. I'd rather be left out. I used to need so much more from you. Now I'm a bit colder. You got a favorite track? On the album, I, I oh, ask the question a lot, and and it's it's always interesting to see if there's one that maybe speaks to you. Man, on this album right now, I think just so many are my favorite. Each one of these songs are very special because I remove myself also from the album after we record it. So I'm again now learning it. I I I really don't like to to let it dwell on me, and then when it comes out, I'm like, I'm tired of it already because I've been listening to it for three four months. So. Uh, <laughs> The, the album is really, I feel like it's really special in each song. But, you know, something very, I, I guess, the might, 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 let, might Let the Devil Win is very special, too, because mm-hmm. it's something that uh, we put out that I feel like uh, a lot of people are like, oh, man, that, that song's weird. But I feel like it could possibly be one of the heaviest Seven Dust songs they've done. If you think about the way the song is constructed and music, the way that I look at it, uh, you know, I, I go to a symphony. And it's so funny. You see people like being all proper and everything, which is fine. I love that. I love being classy and all that. But it's some of the heaviest shit, you know, you got people on strings that are doing this and strings and shit are busting, smoke going everywhere. You know what I'm saying? They're rocking down there, man. They're rock- I mean, they're stranded. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, 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 I look at, I listen, I look at music differently than I think a lot of people. <laughs>
Uh, well, again, I don't. There's not a bad. Every I'm sorry, everything. You know what? Everything and Fence are in the set right now. We're getting ready to put like Truth Killer in and on the next tour. So all these new songs are my favorite, man. But yeah, everything right now, performing it live, it's so funny. It uh, you know, you never know how songs are gonna go over well. Fence has been going over great, and everything the other night, I noticed that I was like, oh my god, where are we at? We're maybe in Connecticut or something at Foxwood uh, Casino. Am I saying it right? And all of a sudden, I'll tell you what, uh, the crowd was dancing right right when it came on and i kind of looked around at the guys and i was like they're getting it they're doing it without you know anything they were all just bouncing you know so that was good that was a good thing just feeling it and because i know you know you put out that new album and especially for as long as you guys have been doing it's like oh i hope people don't just use this as a bathroom break or to go get a beer so it's yeah. nice to see when they're already absolutely, vibing it absolutely man in the days of you know uh, getting the albums due is so crazy because you know you get on the radio and they might play one or two songs and then people lose interest i just hope that this album is one of the albums that people really listen to and go down and and hopefully this is uh bringing us out of the darkness that we were in in the past uh i don't think you have to worry about that there's not a bad second on that album and we are getting it Thank again you. truth killer out now 14 albums in again i've mentioned that yeah. and I, I hope i'm not beating that across your head and going oh my god am i getting old am i getting uh no it's hey, it, guess what it's a pleasure i'm proud i'm proud of that is there a number that you guys are going to be satisfied with? Are you going to Rolling Stones it all the way until you can't anymore? Well, we going to have to pull you off the stage? You know what, man? I feel like it's a new beginning for us for some reason with signing a new record deal and all the energy behind it and the excitement. So I don't know when there's a time. I know it's one day we're going to have to stop, but I don't want to put out out there in the press that, yeah, we'll get ready to shut it down next week. And then we're doing our, we're doing our end, the end of the life tour and then show back up <laughs> a month later talking about that was our farewell to no, I you know who I'm talking about. Some cats out there. Uh, do there's, that. A few, like, there's a few. There's a few. And guess what? They're some of my friends, and I know them. I'm like, hey man, I just saw you on a golf cart waving to the audience with a Frank Sinatra song playing at the end, like it was the last time you were ever going to do anything again. Right. Guess what? I bought the farewell tour T-shirt, and now I got to buy another one. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Uh, so I hope I hope that we can continue like that, man. But, but, yeah, we do too. We do too. We don't want to dance. Right up. Uh, right up. And I love it. Uh, all right. Well, hey, we're gonna do rapid fire, but I have one more question, and this is okay. a, I'm I'm gonna go back a ways into the early days of Seven Dust. Now, for legal reasons, uh, many years ago, you guys had to change your name. All right. Huh. You had, and eventually you settled on Seven Dust. However, you yeah. had two other ones. Which was uh, Rumblefish and Crawl Space. Crawl. If you didn't have to change it to Seven Dust, did you like Rumblefish or Crawl Space better? What would you have stuck with? Probably Rumblefish because Crawl Space was just, it was so dark. But let me tell you the reason that we couldn't use that name. So in litigation, all of a sudden, this guy shows up out of nowhere and right. he's like, that's my name and I own it. And uh, we, we found out who it was. It was acoustic guitar player. A solo guitar player, his name, the, he was called Crawl Space. He said, you guys don't have enough money to buy this name for me. And we were like, no, we don't. And we don't want it. You can have it. And I had never heard of that name band again. Right, <laughs> but yeah, I think we would have kept Rumblefish, man. Yeah. I, 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 When you said that, I remember the the Rumblefish, the uh, the fighting fish that we had, of the logo and all that stuff. I don't even know I was Rumblefish. We were just trying to find a name. Uh, mm -hmm. We were getting ready to sign a record deal. And we were like, you guys got to have a name. Because we had just gotten together and we were like, <laughs> oh, shit, what's the name of the band? And Benny came in one day with a 
can of a, a thing of semen dust is what it's called. Right, pesticide. Right. Yep. You see it at Walmart and like the Home Depot and you see the big thing of it. But we call it seven dust. Country boys, you know, you call it seven because that, it looks like seven. And he's like, man, why don't we call ourselves seven dust? And we're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah let's call ourselves seven dust. <laughs> now, I feel like uh, I feel like we're all created from dust and seven's a heavenly number. And they were like, oh, man, you just high. But, you know, so anyway, but I still... <laughs> Maybe a little high. It's fine. It works. It yeah, works. exactly, exactly. Here we go. But it ended up it ended up working out. And what an interesting story to still to this day to be talking to you about something that we started 20, 30 years ago, man. It's a pleasure. And thank you for taking the time to let me share and you share it with me. Oh, man. Pleasure's all mine. And for everyone listening, uh, Seven Dust Can Do No Wrong. And we're so happy. The 14th album, Truth Killer, out now. Okay, now that the important stuff's out of the way, let's do a <laughs> round of rapid fire, and I'll get you on your way. Okay, no all wrong right. answers, LeJean. Not You just go with your gut, and we're going to learn a little okay. more about you. All right, first one, everybody was kung fu fighting or everybody Wang Chung? Oh, everybody was kung fu fighting. That's a good choice. Every, I mean, Wang okay. Chung and it's fun, but let's kung fu fight. I like that. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Yeah, that's my- <laughs> good jam. It's a good jam. B side. Uh, yeah. Choco Taco or Flintstone Push Pop? Oh my God. Choco Taco. Come on. That's fair. I know. I seem silly. Yeah, I shouldn't. Choco Taco. <laughs> so you know what's so funny? This is rapid fire. Sorry. So at the hotel downstairs, you go, and uh, I normally don't eat desserts, but in the last two nights since I've been stuck in Nashville, I've gotten a nutty buddy, uh, the old school things. Right. I'm eating them and they're great. I can't wait to get one tonight, too. So, anyway, right. <laughs> if we see you on the next tour and you're a little more jowly back, oh, you got in those, yeah, again. Oh, oh no, yeah, I'll, I'll work, I'll work it off on that damn hot ass stage. Don't worry, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, soaked jeans or damp socks? Uh, damp socks, yeah, damp socks, less chafing with the damp yeah. socks. I understand, yeah, yeah, Still- definitely, definitely, yeah, because I always rock my socks and my flop anyway because I don't like my feet to get wet, so I'd rather have damp socks, yeah, yeah. My wife doesn't like that. I wear them everywhere. I'm like, I'm comfortable. She's like, you look cool from the head up into the socks with the flops. Why do you do that? I'm like, because (laughs) who's looking? We're going to our favorite restaurant for dinner. Who cares? We're regulars there. They're not looking at my feet. Anyway, so I'm sorry. No, wait, question though. Is it the thong style flip flop? I used to do the thong and and she didn't like the camel toe on those. That was the original camel toe. So I really got rid of that. So now I do. The, she got actually made it. She got me Gucci flats. So I rock, I, I'm, I roll the, those things are about the bottom of them things about to fall off. I can take them back to Norsham and get another free pair. You take them back. They'll give you another <laughs> pair. That's how you do it. <laughs> uh, Gucci, Gucci flip flops at your living, man. I love it. Uh, <laughs> would you rather see Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster? Oh my God! Of course, Bigfoot, man. I'm a true believer in Bigfoot. Are you? Are you a Bigfoot? Yes. Yeah. Oh. I, yeah. My family. I can't do it without my family because my wife, you know, she's always into the shows. But uh, we were just in uh Connecticut, and definitely the area that we're in, there's definitely some Bigfoots around there. <laughs> <laughs> Seen a few, and that's just at the local drugstore. That's just right there. There right? you go. <laughs> All right. Last last one. Would you rather fight a man with bear arms or a bear with man arms? I would have to say a man with bear arms because the man would not still be as strong as the bear. Maybe just the arm. He probably wouldn't be able to pick up the damn bear arms. So yeah, I'd rather fight him. Yeah. But the bear will whip your ass with some man arms because he's still got, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going, yeah, I'm going with the man. I don't know. We we gave the bear thumbs. What are we doing? That's a terrible idea. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) 
That's awesome, man. Uh, All right. Well, thank you for humoring me. More importantly, Lejean, (laughs) thank you for talking new music. Seven Dust, Truth Killer. It's out now, and we cannot wait to see you guys back in the area. Thank you. I love you, man. And thank you guys for all the love and support that we've grown up with you. I look forward to seeing you. Let's have a beer. Let's talk and keep up. Well, we'll do it, buddy. We'll talk more uh, fighting uh, weird mythological creatures together. That's what we'll do. Yes, I love it, man. <laughs> Take care, brother. John, thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Listen, rate, share, subscribe. Discover new music now at WJJO.com, in the JJO app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rock has a new interview every Thursday evening between 6 and 7. 941 JJO.